0: Snuff production on today's edition of footy talk we're only three sleeps away from round one but Jay-z and myself will look at the four remaining clubs and their season previews a couple of Premiership contenders and a couple of teams that we think might be in for a long season that's all to come on today's edition Hello and welcome to another edition of Footy Talk on this Monday. Joey here with Jay-Z Clark finishing our club previews. Only three sleeps until round one. Jay-Z Carlton v.
1: Richmond, 90,000 at the MCG. How good's it going to be? Going to be rocking, Joey. I absolutely can't wait for it. The joint is sold out and, uh, you know, people have said for a long time, Richmond Carlton, do they deserve the opener? Bloody oath. Absolutely they deserve, It's, it's a, been a, a, fa- a Fantastic thing They've built How'd you uh, how'd you go for Final weekend off Before round one Did you have a little Blowout Well you need to um, Sort of get the Cobwebs out Joey before you Sort of enter into The 10 month Footy season Including the trade Period now So it's been nice You, you, you know Nice bottle of Shiraz <laughs> Just for um just for the last Footy free weekend What did you do uh, I took my wife out For one last time Before <laughs> I say goodbye
0: I won't <laughs> see you For the next <laughs> six months More footy's on So we went down To Point Leo Estate uh, Down to the winery oh, On uh, Sunday afternoon and Just had a nice little sip and uh, just yeah, prepared my wife that she won't see me much for the rest of the footy season. But hey, that's all right. Got to put food on the table. Let's get straight into it. Our last four clubs, we're looking ahead to see what they're going to provide this season. Mm. And we're going to start with my old mob, St Kilda. Last year, they finished 10th, 11 and 11. We know they got
1: rid of Brett Ratton, new coach back in,
0: Rossi Lyon. What are you expecting?
1: Well, I'm I'm expecting... um, A reset for this football club, and I'm a big believer in Ross and what he can do. <laughs> in the the, the um, you know he's going to teach an uncompromising defense first, um, really consistent game of unconditional footballers. But I think this list is in a big jar of pickles. Like I, I have a look, and you know I, I like Owens, I like Windhager, I like Max King, and I like Phillipou. And they're sort of four, you know, A-graders under the age of 23. But how are they going to compete with the GWSs? Essendon's already got some of that rebuilding talent in. So I just think, like Chris Toshe, I think you pronounce Toche, it. Toche, yep. Toche, he's the national recruiting manager for the um, St Kilda Football Club, he might have the biggest job in football to make sure that the St Kilda Football Club absolutely nail their next three drafts because there is a black hole on this list. The past few years they've gone for the wave after wave of the top-up, the mature age talent, and something like nine of the 16 players they brought in are gone in in three years. So it hasn't worked. They've won one final. Now Ross comes in and we all know what he's going to deliver, but this is going to be... It's going to need some patience because what they've tried, this halfway house, this no-man's land that they're stuck in, hasn't served the football club. They lost faith in the draft, Joey, this footy club. Uh, And now they're going to have to go back there and build it the right way. But I think with Ross... And I'm, we're probably biased. We are biased. But I think he's the right man for the job.
0: Yeah, no, I tend to agree exactly with what you're saying. I think for Saints to have played finals this year, they probably needed everything to go their way. Yep. And it's been anything but so far with their injuries, particularly to some, to some key personnel. But but you're spot on. This is a finding out year, yep. I think, for the footy club. Which players are part of the solution and will take the club to where they want to get to? And which players are being part of the problem? Who are the ones that aren't really driving the standards, inconsistent with their effort and their performance, um, are just sort of, you know, just petering along and not really reaching their potential because – it's a strange one. There is so much upside in so many of these players, like Butler, Higgins, Caulfield, and Clark. You know, Brad Hill, Marshall, Gresham. They've all got, still got so much scope for improvement. Do they? They all do. They, they they've, they've all got more to go to. But that's part of the problem. They haven't fulfilled their talent. Which players on that list would you say have probably maximised their talent? Maybe a Callum Wilkie, Steel. who's come out of it. Jack Steele, maybe as well. But so many of them have got upside. Who can reach those levels? Um, that's what they're going to find out. And then they'll make some hard calls at the end of the year, and they'll mm. free up some. Recap space. They'll go to the draft, as you said, but also try and bring in some more talent. But I think Saints fans have to be patient for a few years and trust that Ross is going to build a program – that will set up the club for some sustainable success. Now, whether that's the next premiership, that's the pipe dream, but you know that it'll be a, a team and a club that'll have high standards, high accountability, yep. play the right way, yep. and just give consistent effort week in, week out. That's all you can ask for. Might be a bit of a tough year this year on the field, just lacking a, a little bit of class. Max King's going to be huge when he comes back in, and what sort of form he comes back in, and, you know what his confidence is like with a shoulder injury. Uh, their back line needs to hold up, um, and, and their midfield got to find a bit more, Talent through there So it'll be an interesting year But it's going to struggle To see them making the eight.
1: You tell me Joey Right here Because in the media Right I feel like we call Max King an A grader And we hype him up More than any mm. player In the competition I almost think that Tim Has Tim Membry outperformed Max King Because Max King Gets all the uh, All the plaudits Is he an A grader Just yet
0: Oh, I think, or is he over No, height? I think last year Max King showed that he was an A-grade. What he kicked 50 goals. Uh he was one of the best contested marks in the competition. Yep. So he's look, he's on the he's verge. He's the real McCoy. He's the real McCoy. Yep. Yeah, he, he was going to be on the verge. He was he was getting very close. Now still young that he had some inconsistent performances and effort, which we want to stamp out. And once yep. it becomes more consistent, yep. yeah, he absolutely is what they can build. Their club around In the future I mean yep. it's, a, it's a Pretty handy starting point They still need a lot more yep. Chess pieces yep. But something to work around
1: I love Owens And how hard he is yep. I think Windhager's Got real potential To be a key A leading man In the midfield And I think Philip Midfield forward And then Philippou Like he's a kid Who wants to be The best player In the competition Yeah They've lacked probably some star factor. Yep. He will be on posters in bedroom walls, yep. Matthias Philippou, and he's going to be able to do some special things. So I think he is one to latch on to, yeah. and it, as a St Kilda fan... Really um, gravitate to and buy into. And, and-
0: Wanganine Miller as well is going to be a star. But the, the problem is that they're the same four names that everyone yep. keeps reeling off because that's really the only four names yep. with that young talent because of the draft, yep. the draft the holes in the club. So yep. tough year. Ross Lyons, all right, man. He's got a great coaching staff around him. Yep. It'll take some time, but. Be patient, Saints fans. You've been patient for a long, long time, so what's a few more years? (laughs) I I understand. I understand. Hey, let's move on to the Sydney Swans because they are another one that are going to be fascinating. We know about their year last year. They went 16-6 and and then made it to a grand final before they were completely outplayed by an unbelievable Cats outfit. Mm. For me, though, Jay-Z, they're going to have to defy history if they want to get back there again because the last 10 teams that have lost a grand final by 40-plus points have never won a final the yep. following year. I think only three teams in the last 25 years that have lost a grand final have then gone on to win it the following year. You think back to the Sydney West Coast, 05-06, mm-hmm. and then two teams, Geelong in 08, that was a dynasty team, that won in 09-11, and the Hawks that lost in 2012 yep. and then went on to win three straight. So we're talking about dynasty teams. So very few teams lose a grand final. Get back there and win it. Yep. Where do you see the Swans?
1: Yeah, I'm. I um. I think they're going to stay at the top. I think they're going nowhere. And there's two. There's two things why I think this. And I feel like we disagree a little bit on this. You're unsure. I'm. I'm having the Swans because I think some of their young talent, which is already quite established, has the real potential to catapult into that elite bracket if they're not already. Errol Goulden, who we've touched on, had an unbelievable performance at the weekend. You watched him much more uh, closely than I. Chad Warner, like I don't know, last year we are talking about him being a future Brown Low medalist. So they add that to Mills um, and Heaney. I'm a big fan of um, Logan McDonald as well. So I feel like they got that core, and I trust the organisation. Tom Harley's the head of the football club and John Longmire as well. They're really bankable assets for me. There's nothing that's flaky or inconsistent about Sydney. So will they win four, 14 and a half, 15, 16 games this year? I think they will. Mm. What do you think?
0: Well, look, I, I believe, I agree. We all just expect Sydney yes. Young. You go, they're going to be there again. They're going to improve. I'm just trying to just, you know, look at it from, you know, looking at history to give us a good gauge. I yes. mean, everyone said the same about Melbourne in 2018. Absolutely. When they played in a prelim, yep. they got embarrassed by West Coast, but everyone went, well, Brayshaw, Harms, Neil Bullen, it was their fourth season. It was only Oliver Petrarca's third year, Spargo first year. And everyone goes, well, they're going to be there. You yep. know what happened? They had two years where they were really ordinary. Yep. And then they won it. Not saying Sydney is certainly going to do that, but you even go back to the West Coast Grand Final 2015 mm. against Hawks. Young side, it was McGovern and Yo and Sheed were playing their first sort of few seasons, Cripps and, and some other players. They were young, up and coming, darling, etc. and they got embarrassed by the Hawks. Mm. And everyone just presumed that the West Coast will continue. Now, they petered around the eight, yep. took till 2018, three yep. years later. Then they were dominant. So Sydney's time will come for me. You're right. The organisation, the list, the way they play, everything – my question is just looking at history will next year be a challenging year. And I reckon I flagged it with the Western Bulldogs last year. You <laughs> yeah. were bullish on the Bulldogs and said, "Hey, you, they'll be there again." I said, "No, no. You history pop the says balloon. they'll yep. they'll have a dip." And I'm back on the you know, we'll get the Bulldogs in a minute, so but is I'm that back mainly on bullish. psychological. It's a lot of things. Yeah, I think it's a lot of factors. I think it just shows how hard it is to yeah. go to the top again. Yep. Like very it's, it's it's not automatic to say if we were there this year or last year we'll be there again. Yep. There's so many other teams that are, are going to make it harder for them, harder okay. to schedule. Generally, when you have a great year at the top, you've had a good run with injury. Yep. Doesn't always work out that way. But Sydney, we agree, should be thereabouts. It's going to be tough, though, for them to do it again.
1: So how did you guys do it in 09-10? Because you you lost the grand final 2009, heartbreaking. And then you piled straight into that next year. We're even, even better. Yeah, we started slow, though, 2010. We weren't great. We lost Nick
0: Rewalt with a, a hamstring injury. It took us a while to get our, our, our head around it. But we were, I mean, we think we we're a pretty, really good team. You know, yeah, we were like a really good team, but even still, we couldn't
1: get over the hump. Do you remember the switch? Like if you've made a, a slow start, was there a time? Yeah, it was a
0: Ross, one of those Ross line conversations. I think that was the one, you've checked out. Oh, you've you checked. <laughs> you blokes aren't
1: feeding. You think
0: you can't. Oh, no, it was actually the one with when Rui went out of the side. Yes. And we lost a few in a row. Yeah. Ross line sat us all down. He goes... You blokes don't think you can win it without Rui. Mm-hmm. And it was the whole – it just changed our psyche mm. So like, it's not about Nick Rewald. It's mm. about our team. And then we got on a bit of a roll. Rui came back and we were able to get to a grand final. So it I is challenging. I love the
1: story time. We all
0: think me. Sydney are going to be around the mark.
1: Yep. We all agree. Yep.
0: Are they going to be right at the pointy end? Time will tell. But they play the right way. They're a good side. Lance really Franklin, good side.
1: goals under or over?
0: Uh, I'll give 35? No, nah, over 35. I'll over 35? G- I'll give you 45's the line. Over under? He's not kicking 45 goals. He's kicked 50 every year for the last 16 years. Should we have a bottle of red on this? Bottle of red, 45 goals. Rest We're on. Done. <laughs> Buddy Franklin will kick 45 goals plus. All right, All right. Hey, let's take a short break. We're going to wrap it up. The West Coast Eagles and the Western Bulldogs to come. That's next on Footy Talk. You're listening to Footy Talk. If you're listening on the Apple Podcast or Spotify listener, please hit the like button, leave Jay-Z a review and a rating. <laughs> New episodes every day at lunchtime. We'll jump on Instagram, Talk underscore pod or TikTok. Jay-Z, we're finishing our season previews before yes. we get into the real stuff. Tomorrow, Tuesday, I'll be on with Rui and we'll look ahead to all the action from round one. But let's talk about the fascination that is the Western Bulldogs. Yep. They've probably been the biggest talking point out of the preseason, yep. the four talls in the forward line. Come Liam Jones, recruit at one end, Roy Lob the other. Interesting. Where's yep. the Bulldogs? What's your take? Yeah,
1: I, I, we've planted our flag in the ground early on, on the kennel. We 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 have bought a lot of stock in Luke Beveridge's men after a disappointing uh, season last year because I feel like they've uh, they've got to improve that defence. And we touched on it before. If they they, they really struggled to defend, they were bottom three defence at times last year. Yep. Turnover out of clearance and then um, forward fifty to back fifty um, of their own. Like opposition teams had their way with the Bulldogs defensively, and they're expecting. They lose their best midfielder. They've had a huge recalibration. Jones comes in, but the system changes, right? There's more numbers to the stoppage. They're playing the skinny side more. They're using the north-south length of the ground on ball movement to protect their defense when they do turn it over it'll, or lose the footy. So I think if the Western Bulldogs can deliver up top six defense to go with their awesome offensive power, and we've spoken a lot about the key forwards and the ball winners, then I think the Western Bulldogs are a huge top four chance. I think the bounce back is absolutely on. Yeah,
0: it was a stop-start year for the last year, the Western Bulldogs. Never really got much momentum. Marcus Bonson-Pally was banged up for a lot of the year, but yep. you're right. Three phases of the game are still pretty good. They're good offensively and we know how great they are in the clearance game and the, the, the contested ball. So it was only their defence. I've seen them over pre-season. They've made some adjustments. You've just touched on a few of them. Liam Jones is going to be the anchor and a pillar. Of that defence, every great defensive team has an interceptor. You think about May and Lever, mm. Tom Stewart, you know, Harris Andrews or, you know, uh, Jeremy McGovern when West Coast were flying Alex Rance or, Stewart, it's you along. know, exactly. So I, I like what the Western Bulldogs will bring. I think that they are now ready. I think there's an element sometimes you can have too much talent in a team. Mm. Some people will laugh at that. But mm. if you've got too many mouths to feed – It's sometimes just sort of there's a bit of disharmony. But you need your stars and then you need your role players to complement them. And I think the recruit of Oscar Baker, uh, Anthony Scott, um, some guys like that that are going to play some roles. Vandermeer is an important one when Mm -hmm. he's fit and healthy and and, an Ed Richards and um, Riley West or Taylor Duray. Mm. Those sort of guys to work around the superstars and, and let them get to work will play a big factor. I'm pretty bullish on the Bulldogs. I think they can challenge for a top four spot, which gives them a chance to to win the flag. I think Marco, Marcus bonson will stamp yep. his flag as probably the best player in the game yep. by the end of the year. And, and I rate Luke Beveridge as a coach. And I know that he's adjusted their their defence because he knows they had to. He's, yep. not, he's not putting his head in the sand. So for me, big year for the Western Bulldogs. He was
1: edgy last year, Bevo. He was on edge. Yeah. He, he was a bit angry. I just not wonder quite himself, he... was he? No, I just wonder whether he needed to find a bit more of a calm rhythm, a bit more zen, because we do love Bevo when he's at his best winner. He's one of the best coaches in the game, a premiership coach. I think there's some storylines here to watch. Tim English, can he become the best Ruckman in the game? I I think he really can. We've been talking a lot about the Melbourne combination. I think Tim English has some real uh, potential there. And just a left field move, um, Joey, and your strategy is excellent. But Jack McRae has been one of the biggest ball winners in the competition, right? But... I just wonder whether the Bulldogs need more power and punch out of the midfield. they got Bontempelli class. They've got Libba Hardnut. They've got Bailey Smith on the outside who can provide some of that dynamic run but isn't as good a ball user. I just wonder whether McRae spends a bit more time forward. It allows time for Daniel to come in who gives him that that uh, that balance and more ball use. I just wonder whether there could be a slight shift there. Adam Chalor maybe a bit more half-back, half-forward. I think there's going to be a recalibration in this engine room without Dunkley because, as you said, a lot of mouths to feed GWS have had the same problem. Mm. Highly paid superstar midfield, but who's going to be there to defend and tackle and all that sort of stuff? So I think it's going to be a fascinating watch inside. And Sam Darcy, are you playing him oh, back or forward?
0: I play him wherever they need him and whatever is best for him and his development. So I think early, if they've got their full complement and they've got all their defenders, all their forwards, I just bring him off the bench, let him float into the ruck or around the ground just for five minutes, a quarter to give Tim English a chop out. Rolling forward. I think now, from what we've seen in the pre-season, he'll play forward because what they are going to do really well, everyone's talking about the four forwards. So Mm -hmm. Darcy, Norton, Lobb, Jamara. Too tall? No, because none of them are on the field at the same time. So when you watch the pre-season game, it's only ever three of them in the forward line at once. And then one's in the ruck and one on the bench. So if English comes off, Lob will go into the ruck or maybe Darcy and it's a rotation. So I think it's really clever. Really cleverly well done. Three of them in the forward line surrounded by Smalls and Cody Waitman and some others that can apply pressure. I like the mix. Good thing they've gotten a little advantage, just a little another strategy one. With now using the sub at any time you yes. want, you can start with all the tools. If it's not working, at halftime, Luke Beveridge can say, you know what, these tools aren't working today. Take one off, bring a runner on, yep. use the uh, tactical sub, yep. and they can change the way they play and structure up a little bit if they need to as a plan B. They've
1: got flexibility.
0: They've got flexibility. Do they need Rory Lobb? Yes, because I think what it does for Norton and Darcy and English will have a big factor. So Lobb's numbers might not be as big as Freo. or We might look at Lobb and think, oh, he hasn't been worth the recruit. Watch what it does for the whole structure of the forward line and the ruck situation. The others will benefit. The others will benefit.
1: Norton when the way the the little
0: sacrificial lamb, almost (laughs) Rory Lobb,
1: coming to the Bulldogs to allow the others to flourish. Gotta accept that role. Norton can mark the ball like the king He could
0: announce himself as the best key forward in the game this year.
1: I agree. And especially with his running forward, running back, has unbelievable courage and can be absolutely unstoppable. Is it a risk, though? Is it his own detriment? Can he be durable? Mate, we hold
0: our – I don't even bake for the Bulldogs and I hold my (laughs) breath every time he launches for a mark. Don't you? I do. I worry for him. Yeah, you feel like he's going to hurt himself every time he launches, but that's just the way he plays and that's why everybody in the competition respects him and loves him. Hey, let's finish off with a team that we probably don't expect to be contending for a premiership this year, the West Coast Eagles. Uh, Really tough year last year. We know they only had the two wins. Nothing about their game resembled – Anything like the West Coast we'd seen of previous years, we know they were decimated by injury. But for me, Jay-Z, this is the worst place to be, and they are in no man's land because they've got enough top-end talent and veterans to win games, but not enough young talent and young stars to hand the keys over So where does it leave them? they they're in it for the next few years. I just think they're going to be stuck in a, in a bit of no man's land.
1: They've been bold, bringing players in, sort of like Tim Kelly and a, and a big trader. Can they be? Are they prepared to be bold on the way out? Because Jeremy McGovern, I don't know, is he going to service this team? You know, in the next few years, I know you want to keep your good players, but I just wonder whether there are some real aggressive moves from a trade period to help recalibrate this team to help to help them jump up. But not not only that, I mean, we talk about trades a lot, and it's, and it's easy to at this time of the year, but. What about the system? So with their performance at the weekend was one of the most worrying for mine. What Kelly had, I don't know, was it 10 touches? Gaff, the same, had no impact. And they've sort of... Um, been really irrelevant for the past two years, and I'm so this year I'm waiting for a, a big sort of uh, refurb of the game plan and this and their style and how they're going to play. How many un- how many marks did they have? They at the weekend another,
0: they took another 115 marks, which no team is now doing. No team's chipping it around their back line in the competition except West Coast. Still, it's the opposite.
1: What f- th- us is doing? Still thinking it's 2018. Yes. Yeah. So what is that because. That's what Adam Simpson's trying to do, or are they defying him? Or I don't know. That was a big mm. question mark mm. for me to come out. Not the result, but how they were trying. Maybe to play. they're
0: trying to protect their defence. Maybe they don't want to play too fast and you know expose themselves defensively.
1: Brass and McGovern. Yeah, I know. I'd love you'd love to have them holding but, up your. But back do line. they
0: play? Maybe they play better when it's a bit of a slower tempo. Can they play a, a bit of a faster tempo? What suits them as a, as a defenders? You know, they're both not
1: aerobically. They're not Darcy Moore, are they? The way that they play. Very true. So um, West interesting West Coast fans would be thinking we're. A bit flat on, on the Eagles. I tell you what I am excited about in the blue and yellow, the blue and gold, yeah. is Oscar Allen. Yeah, I've forgotten about this man. We talk a lot about Max King. Oscar yep. Allen has absolute superstar potential. He was a key forward. It was a great draft pick for the Eagles. Now that he's back from injury, I think he's going to be someone we end up talking about a lot. Potentially, he's a bit of a silver lining.
0: Yeah, it's going to be hard for him to kick a heap of goals in that forward line, but he certainly is something they can build around the future. Nick Nat's a concern, too. So injured again believe he's still going to miss more footy. That's maybe coming yep. towards the end for a few of those West Coast yep. Eagles players. But in some respects, they've been so good for that club. They do reserve, uh, deserve to be tr- you know, treated respectfully, and that's you know the hence yep. why they are all still going on. But it uh, will be another tough couple of years for the West Coast Eagles. Well, that does it, Jay-Z. That wraps up all 18 clubs, season sensational, previews. Let's get into the real that. stuff now. <laughs> this is all just hyperbole. We don't even know what's going to happen. We are just filling some air until uh, the real stuff kicks
1: off nah. Thursday night. Quick tip, Richmond, Carlton. I am going to go with. <laughs> I've I've and heard about this so often. I'm going to say Carlton. Okay. Yeah, I think yeah. they're going to. Um, I think I think they're going to deliver this season. To be honest, I like the Blues. They're in my eight. I think they're heartbroken from last year, and I think all the chips are lined up to um have another crack okay. at the top and four. And then
0: quickly pretend Pendles is not listening to this. <laughs> Collingwood, Geelong on Friday. Who wins? Geelong. Okay. You. I will uh, go Carlton and. Yeah. Geelong as well. Hey, hope you enjoyed today's edition of Footy Talk. If you uh, have any questions for us, jump on Instagram or TikTok and uh, if you're on Apple Podcasts Spotify, please hit the like button or leave us a review. All right, tomorrow we'll get into it. The footy's not far away. I'll be on with Rui. Hope you enjoyed today's edition of Footy Talk. Listener